shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for one of Thank you for your great grace that is upon us all. We adore you. We lift you on high. We say thank you, Baba. We say we love you. We welcome you to our midst again. Oh, we can feel your presence here in our midst. I feel it so strongly. I feel your impartation. I feel your spirit. I feel you, oh, Father of Lights. The Emenendos, Efeliha, Magali, Eveto, Uvati, Agalia, Embengi, Agasi, Gediosia. Oh, we are grateful, oh, my Father, for every good thing you have done. Every good and every perfect gift coming down from the Father of Lights, in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. You are blessing us. You have warm and days of over. You have sworn to bless us. You have sworn to bless us. You have sworn to bless us. And you are indeed blessing us. Another blessing today. Another blessing upon us, O God. Thank you, my Father. We worship you, O God. We reverence your presence in our midst. We reverence your presence in our midst. And we welcome you again. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, every one of us are welcome again uh, to life meetings this morning. Uh, amen. Can we open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 9? We're reading from verse 14. How was your week, everyone? I know sometimes, like a whole week without a midweek service, is tough. It's a bit long, it's a bit rough. It's like, ah, you know, it's almost like a marathon race. Amen. I just find those weeks that we don't have life feasts in between. They are very, for me, Sha, I don't know. They're very long weeks for me. <laughs> Amen. But I know sometimes they're necessary because they help us get stuff done that we couldn't necessarily get him done. And they help us even spend our more time, more personal time with God. Amen. So I think it's they are useful. They have use. Amen. <laughs> If we are making use of it, thank you for that addition, baby. Yeah, some of us can be wasting that. <laughs> some of us, it'll be better for us to have been here than to have that in that free week. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, I'm happy to be in your midst again this morning. Uh, I'm just praying that God will put words in my mouth to bless us this morning again. I believe they want to bless us. I, uh, as we've been worshiping, I've been sensing. Uh, maybe a little of the direction of the ministration and I just believe that God wants to bless us uh, even line upon line, even precept upon precept, uh, even from the inside out. Uh, so I want us to be attentive this morning. I want us to be blessed this morning and I want us to ask questions this morning as well as we go along. Uh, by the grace of God, we're going to be continuing from the line from last week. Femi started it, we continued last Saturday. Uh, teaching about uh, conscience, I was talking about being born again. Uh, so today, I, I just sense God wants to just be teaching. We're going to teach that again and even uh, uh, move it forward further. So we're seeing God's salvation plan from your inside out. Amen. Today, to see God's salvation plan from your inside out is from salvation to salvation. 
is from glory to glory is from faith to faith not so so it's a growing journey christianity is a journey that starts when you get born again amen so without that foundation of being born again that's why it's too important right uh-huh that's why it's too important in fact god did it that by the foundation of being born again you make heaven already he did because of the importance of foundation foundations are so important that god did it so that just by you being born again you are going to make heaven amen but there's a difference between making heaven and kingdom those are two different things psalm 103 the lord prepared his throne in the heavens and the kingdom ruled over all then he now described the heavens kingdom the heavens the kingdom ruled over all amen Praise the name of the Lord. If God will permit, we'll go into some of those uh, scriptures. That's Psalm 103 from verse 19 to 22. It was describing the order of creation. It was the kingdom first, then the most holy in the, of the heavens, of the created heavens, and then the holy place, and then the outer court. Mm. Then finally, David now said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Meaning now, after the, maybe the Bible says, He made us a little lower than angels. So after the creation of the three heavens, the, uh, the heavens, then they say, Bless the Lord, O my soul. That's man. And that's not even an ordinary man. That was David, though. You know, David and canal men are different. <laughs> <laughs> so after bless the Lord, O my soul, they are now those, they are now canal men. Those who don't even bless the Lord. Yeah. So that's the order of creation. David was, David was almost like a type of Christ, not so? And a type of Christ means he was the type of Adam. Yes. Uh-huh. And Adam was like the heaven of the earth. Yes. yes. So, those that bless the Lord of my soul, don't just go and claim it. <laughs> a carnal man is not blessed the Lord of my soul. A carnal man is not even in the order of creation. They stop full stop, bless the Lord of my soul. When you, to God, when you start living, is when you start blessing the Lord. That's when you are now in his sight. You are now living. They cannot count you among the living. Otherwise, they, it's not the God of the dead. They don't count the dead when they are doing other creation. Amen. <laughs> praise the name of the Lord. Is a heaven living soul. Praise the Lord. It's actually a living soul. If, if you understand what that means, every living soul is a soul that has begun to journey, that has begun to walk with God. Yeah. That's when the praises are alive to God. Amen. So this morning we are going to we are going to go back down again, go back down to the foundation, and we're going to build up, amen. And if God permits us, I don't know, it's already twelve o'clock. Hey, this is not. I I, I know the worship was needed, chair. The worship, the atmosphere. But I was just like I was like, okay, eleven minutes. I'll come up. I, you know, so I sat down. They are around eleven forty. I came up, but the the weight of the atmosphere. I was just there looking at me. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes the other I'll see Femi. Femi was crying. <laughs> I was like, you know, Reverend said wanted to be at one time during school of the spirit. Like James, they should be telling you to come up because sometimes you don't know how to, you don't have the strength to come and stop worship. I'll start singing and I'll start dancing. And the worship will go and never enter out. I don't have the. the heart. <laughs> I don't have the heart. My presence. <laughs> 
when presence of God is there and people are moving in the presence, I don't just have the capacity to just go and say, yeah, people stop. Uh, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. God is open. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Right? We we mentioned this scripture. How many of us remember this scripture? Hebrews 9.14. We spent time on this last Saturday. Huh? One day I'll soon start quizzing. It'll be like final exam. It should be Hebrews chapter 9. If I even be able to recite it, just the way we talked about it. Eh? Don't worry, we are merciful now. We'll say calm down. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Because at the end of the day, I'm not just looking for you to memorize it. I want it to change your heart. So even if you don't memorize it, but the thing has altered something, it's okay. We'll take that one. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. It says, For how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through, who through, that's a very key word, who through, it means there's a pipe, there's a pipeline. The process by which the blood of Christ is administered is through the eternal spirit. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God to purge your conscience from dead works. Not so. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. It means that now remember. Hebrews, who, who the Hebrews, who was Paul writing to in book of Hebrews? He was writing to a church, not so. Amen. Uh, this thing, this thing is important to know because, uh, okay, let's go to Hebrews chapter 5. You see that he was writing to a church. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 is there, verse 11 and 12. Of whom we have many things to say. And, and hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. So these were people who were hearing. Yeah. So it's not that they were not their own believers. They were born again. They were now hearing the word of Christ. <laughs> now so, continue. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which is the first principle of the See, the of first God. principle. Imagine, that means, what does it mean when you, the time you ought to be teachers? It means they were teaching them the doctrine of Christ. Because what they teach is Christ. Yeah. So, rather than milk, first oracle, they need to go and teach you again milk. I've been teaching you Christ. So, when someone is being, when they are teaching you Christ, think about it. Sometimes when you are with your friends, you also want to share, you share some of the things you have learned. That's it. That's what it means. That's what it's referring to. It's not talking of you are a minister. It's not talking that you have ministry now. It's talking about that you have content to yes, teach. Yes. Because of what you have been taught. Yes. So when the time you ought to be teachers, because I've been teaching you, you should have content to be teaching. You guys, the people church, you people were <laughs> you have, it's like I need to now go back to milk. First oracles, first principles of the oracles of God, which is milk. It says, and are become such as have need of milk. So the first principles of the oracles of God is what? Is milk. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14 is milk. Conscience. That's milk. Amen. That's milk. It's talking about purging conscience. So making you to have a good conscience. 
That's where it begins. They are not yet started teaching your heart or teaching your mind, teaching your soul. You have a question, Effie? Go ahead. So, so, what? Go ahead. Yes. So, I know it's the milk, right? Yes. So, what's kind of like the curriculum for that purging? For that purging. Wonderful. Good. So, yes. Um, so, we touched on this little last week. We'll go for that. So, I'll recap that. Okay, so Hebrews 9.14, right? It says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from what? Purge your conscience from what? To serve the living God. So it means that the, the, what would, the, 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 the ministration, First, let me, let me confirm that it's a ministration. But the ministration that will purge your conscience from dead works is a ministration of teaching how those works are dead. So that you can now begin new works. Don't worry, stay with me. Okay. I'm going to teach you. So it means, because what are they trying to purge your conscience from? It means that the, the, the ministration is, for, is, is, is aiming as a sword aiming as against to attack dead works to show you that the works that you are doing that your conscience thinks is good is dead works they have to they have to use scripture to prove it to you that's one thing that Hagen did a lot if you see if you really listen to Hagen's messages a lot of the time it's almost like sometimes you feel maybe he's talking negative against some ministers no what he's doing is purging dead works He's saying that some people, when I see some people, the way they, 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 they do, they, they pray, they this one, he's always correcting things. He's correcting dead works. He talks against religion. He's correcting dead works a lot of the time. If you, anyone who has spent time with Hagen, you will notice that with Hagen. He's always purging dead works. Sometimes you now go to church and say, this is how we should pray. These are the Bible, and they now, it almost like he's making fun. But it's not, he's just purging dead works. Correcting how you should pray. Correcting how you should believe. <laughs> faith. Correcting what the, what's the challenge, the hindrance to your prayer and your faith. You're talking about unforgiveness. Then you now use examples of his day. What people were doing in his day. Then you now use to correct the dead works. So the dead works that the body was doing. He was purging conscience. Amen. Now let's see John chapter 14. Let me just take it through the process. Amen. John chapter 14. Go with all us this afternoon. Amen. And it's okay if we cannot push further beyond the conscience station. It's okay. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. You see, the, the challenge is that, you know, sometimes if foundation was not set and right, uh, many times is that um, later on you will struggle with obedience, with the will of God. Because if so, if, if the foundation was set and right sometimes, and it's okay sometimes, God can just do it partially just to move into salvation, soul of the salvation of the soul. But if the conscience was poured properly from dead works, it means that by the time they are teaching you salvation of the soul and Christ, you already dead works have already been dealt with. <laughs> so it means that it'll be easy for you to do God's will, which is the good works, which is the lively works. It'll be easier. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, I'm going to be saying some things today, but what I'm going to start is like a building block. We're going to start with the conscience. So we're talking about the conscience right now. Amen? Right now, we're going to spend some time talking about the conscience. 
Amen. And immediately after your spirit is what? We talked about it last week. Your conscience. Your conscience is the, the tangible tangible evidence of your spirit man. Yes. yes. You can't see your spirit man. And the moment you go born again, your spirit man is one with the Lord. It's the same thing as Holy Ghost being inside you, your spirit. It's perfect. Actually, your spirit man is perfect. The Bible says for the, 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 the spirits of just men made perfect. It means their spirit is perfect, but then something else is being made perfect. Wow. The, <laughs> amen. the spirits of just men. It means their spirit has already been taken care of, but something now is being made perfect. That's their soul. Their soul is not the one being made perfect. So it didn't deal. It, it could have said that the spirit is being made perfect and then the just men being made perfect. So but spirit has been spirit is okay. Mm-hmm. The spirit has been dealt. And now the spirit was dealt with the day. Not the day after. Not after you don't need to learn anything mm-hmm. for your spirit to be perfect. Yes. Am I communicating? Yes. You don't need to what? Learn anything. For your spirit to be perfect. Yes. So in a sense, those people who we say once saved, forever saved. Concerning the spirit, they are partially right. Yes. But you know what? You can so see your soul can sin so much, can disobey to the point that you kill that spirit away yeah. again. It's very simple. Who made your spirit alive? Christ. Christ. But who? Who is dead? The, the Holy Spirit. So if you sin against the Holy Spirit, grieve him too long. What will happen to him? He will live. And if he lives, what happens to your spirit? He's the one who is making it alive. Yes. It's not you. <laughs> your spirit is not alive by itself. Yes. If Holy Ghost leaves your spirit, you are dead. Yes. Yes. So Paul now do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's a gentleman that he can endure many things. He will stay there for long. But there is a sin that men can sin. That the, the in this end time the Antichrist is teaching men. There are some souls who they are born again. Have you, I don't know if you've seen I've seen that oh, they are born again, but they, they are haters of God yes. in their soul, in their mind. Yes. They hate God. Everything. And they may even be in church. No, no, they've seen the one pastor is talking, they are hating it. When they are talking prayer, they want to do another service, another vigil, they are problem. Always they get me like that. So there are people like that in church. Yes. They came out from us that they were not all of us. That is not easy to get there and yes. just tell you. Nobody here is there. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Can I carry a question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really confused okay. about, about the spirit of just memory pressure. Okay. So if it's eleven practices, God hasn't provided something better for us. Mm-hmm. That is not really perfect apart from us. Apart mm-hmm. from us, okay. Then you know Hebrews 12, when it says, You have come to Mount Zion, yes, verse 23 to the spirit of just men made perfect. So I'm not confused, like, I'll just be made perfect because 11 says that it should not make perfect without us. Now, 11 1140 was talking about Old Testament saints, they were not born again, okay. yeah. So, the that one is a different, is a different order, really. Yeah. The, re- the relation of God with them. They, were, they are not born again. They didn't, they didn't know Jesus. Look at 11. Remember? Look at the men he was talking about. By faith, Abraham. Mm-hmm. By faith, Isaac. Joseph. Moses. Do you see the people he was talking about? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Verse 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not. These are all men who came before Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, they, they didn't actually have this, the access to the salvation we have. 
but God has an, an, an arrangement for them. Yes. Yes. Because they obeyed God. God has an arrangement. So God kept them one place. Yes. That without us, they will not be made perfect. Yes. So that perfection is a different talk. It's a different gist. It's talking yeah. about two errors. Yeah. The one in, in chapter 12 is talking about you have come. Yeah. Who? Wait, let me see. Let's see it. You have come. Let's the, uh, the last yeah, one. Uh, chapter 12. Read verse 24. And to Jesus. Are you seeing? These are people who are born again. These are who, who you have come to. He's talking to the Hebrew church who have received Jesus. Amen. So the spirits of just men made perfect. So they are the journey to being perfected. Their soul is on the journey to being perfected, but their spirits are okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. So in, uh, what I'm trying to say is that the, the day, the minute, the second you got born again, your spirit was made perfect. And it's very simple. It's not as though your spirit per se was made perfect. Just that a perfect spirit came and became one with your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so everything else that... Yeah, your spirit was dead before. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? So your spirit didn't really even know, have anything. But a Holy Ghost who is perfect, the eternal spirit, the perfect spirit of God, came into your spirit and joined with your spirit. And then they became what? One spirit. He Whosoever is joined with the Lord is what? One, so it's now one spirit. Now, if it's one spirit, you're one spirit with the perfect spirit, then what happens to your spirit now? It's also perfect because you're one spirit. Yes. Amen? Amen? So that born again thing is a great miracle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very serious miracle. Amen? And it's something that we should be praying for. People who are unbelievers or friends we have, it's good. Let them just believe Jesus. It's very simple. Just believe I receive Jesus as, as my personal Lord and Savior. That's where this whole thing begins. This whole journey begins. Amen. But the only challenge is that you can be born again, your spirit is made perfect, but you can be an enemy of God in your soul. Mm-hmm. And you will not allow God to have dominion in you. Yeah. I find many people are like that. In fact, all of us are like that. <laughs> let me just say, let me just say many people. We are just being saved to not be like that. Amen. Now let me, may I add something? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say God is? It says, for God is a spirit. And they that worship him are in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means that God doesn't really need spirits. Do you get me? But out of love, he wants to save your spirit. But what God is actually desiring, and what God actually will say, quote-unquote, needs, is soul. Because what happens in soul is where dominion is. Mm-hmm. Where decision-making happens. Where you decide whether to obey God or not is so. Where you decide what to do on the earth, whether to express God's dominion on earth or not, is so. So, out of God's love, God sent His Son to die for our sins, meaning to save your spirit. He, to, when He saves your spirit, it doesn't. You haven't added anything to God. You haven't blessed God. He has just. He has just so you see, it's just purely mercy, purely love. Let me tell, let me. How do I explain this now? Imagine if. Um, there's something now I have. I give to Femi. Uh, I give it to Femi. And by me giving it to Femi, uh, the thing hasn't added, it hasn't helped me. <laughs> it hasn't added anything to me. By the thing I gave to Femi, Femi can use it and be blessed by it, but I won't be blessed by it. Mm. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't actually meet my needs. <laughs> That's what God did when God got us born again. He made it saved our spirits. It doesn't actually add anything to him. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. He's already a spirit. He has spirits. Angels too are spirits. Yeah. Who makes his angel spirits and his minister flame of fire. <laughs> so that's not his, that's not what he's looking for. That's not what his desire is. His will is. Amen? Amen. So out of total love and mercy, not by anything you have done, God got us born again. You are saved by grace and not by not by works. Amen. Out of total love and mercy, God got us born again. Now, if you love God, if you love God back, what should you give Him back? So, that's the that's your reasonable service. <laughs> that's your acceptable service. Living sacrifice. Give Him your soul back. So God loved you. He gave you His Holy His Spirit to make you alive. If you love God back, give Him your soul. Submit your soul. Then. He who is a spirit can now use your soul as, your, as his engine room to have dominion upon that which he created. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So it would take love for a man to submit to teaching. And just tell you that. You have to love God somewhere to want to give, give yourself to him. It would take love. Hmm? Amen. Amen. Because check it, not, not every even many how many people are, are spirits just spirits born again? There are billions. But how many of them, how many are giving back to God their soul? They are they are they are almost it can be counted. Amen. But God is doing something in the end time. In Isaiah chapter two, he prophesied. He says, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above the mountains. Above the hills, can we see it? Let's see what God is doing in the end time. It's the reason for the end time is to the reason for the end time is to push men to try and to come and give God what God wants. Amen. Isaiah chapter two, from verse two down, we can just read it. Someone can read it for us quickly. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall. Are we there? Are we there? Oh, quickly, yes, but quickly. Yes, yes, I do, I do. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Yeah. Okay, verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow, shall into, flow into it. it. Okay, why are they coming? And my, many people shall go and say, Come here, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us and his ways. And he will teach us his ways. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so in the last days, so things began to happen that men, men began to men began to want to submit now say let us go before you know it's not easy most people say go where i beg you i'm born again just leave that matter let me just be hustling my canal life here <laughs> huh? the mountain is too high no people nobody likes to go up mountains but you see the reason for the last days the last days the valley will become tough yes the valley will become what tough Things will become tough in the valley. Mm. I, that's end time. In the end time, things will become tough. They call it great revelation that no, the earth has never seen before. Get trouble. Daniel prophesied it. Revelation prophesied it. Now, when there's great trouble in the valley, there are two options. Either 
I submit to the guy who is the the troubler. They get they always causing most only of these problems. Like men, there are some men who will now submit to Satan and go all the way with Satan, or I go up the mountain to safety. For in Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, mm. and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Aha! Mm. Uh-huh. So in the last days, God made provision of comfort. It's all there in the scripture talking about the kingdom provision of comfort. Talking about the kingdom, another synonym in the in the Old Testament for kingdom, Zion. New Jerusalem. Mm. There are synonyms for the kingdom of God. He's talking about comfort. Mm. It will comfort, comfort you, my people. It will comfort you in Jerusalem. So mountains, mount, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so is the Lord around His people. So it's a mountainous place. Mm. So uh, and what does it mean to go up mountain? It means journey. You're walking up. It means you are to go up mountains to walk against the gravity. Mm. Are you seeing what you, we are doing? Mm. We are walking against the gravity of our time. Mm-hmm. The gravity of our time is telling you to be carnal, to be stay in the flesh, hustle, fight, compete. Do you get me? Do evil, eye for eye. That's the gravity of our time. But to go up a mountain is to walk against gravity. So we are learning Christ. We are walking against the gravity of our time. In a time where men are becoming less and less like Christ. God is calling us to become more and more like who? Like Christ. So it's a mountain journey. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Are we blessed in the house already? Are we blessed in the house? Amen. I can't hear you. Amen. Are we blessed in the house? So it says, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 9, 14, the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, not so, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works? Now, amen. Now, let's compare that scripture because I want to go back down. I know we touched on it. I want to just go back down. Let the thing seal. Let's compare that scripture with John chapter 14. This is foundation. John chapter 14, verse 15. Are we there? John chapter 14, verse 15. Yes, sir. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, mm-hmm. keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth. Even the Spirit of truth. That's okay. So, he will give you another comforter. So, is that, is that same Spirit. Here, in, in Hebrews chapter 9, 14, they called him the eternal Spirit. In chapter... 14 of John, verse 17, they call him the spirit of truth. And we know that truth is life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes there to the Father except by me. So you can call him the spirit. And, and also Romans chapter 8 calls him the spirit of what? Of life. For there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. The spirit of life in Christ. It means that spirit of life in Christ is in his blood. For the life of a being is in his blood. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The life of a being is in his blood. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've made me free from the law of sin and death. 
So the blood of Christ, what is inside that blood of Christ, amen, is life. Mm. And that life is truth. Mm. And that life is administered by who? By the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. So, they have different names for him. Spirit of truth is the same thing as spirit of life. Who is also the eternal spirit. Amen. So now it's not very clear. When we are pleading the blood of Jesus, it's good to just be saying the name. But to really receive the blood of Jesus is to receive truth. To receive life. To receive to be taught. That's how you receive the blood. That's the true receiving of the blood. It's the same way I was, I've been teaching some people. Someone this week called me. I was teaching a person and he was asking about water baptism. That some, someone told him that water baptism, water baptism, unless it's water baptized, it will not make heaven. Jesus. I was like, yeah, it's kind of a new, new guy and stuff like that. I met, you know, so. Uh, it was understandable, but the guy told me that I told the, the guy now told me that the thing did not sit well in the spirit. Mm. I was like, Yeah, Holy Ghost is the one that helped you. And that taught him that the reason for what, what when Jesus was going to do the work of baptism by John, he says to fulfill all. So it's symbolic of something yeah. that should. So God sometimes calling the blood, pleading the blood of Jesus, go we allow it. At least you are calling the name. Just be calling the name. Yeah. It's better than not doing anything at all. Yes. So but water baptism, doing what I told you, what doing water baptism is better than not doing it at all. Yes, yes. But it doesn't mean you will not make heaven if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what gets you to make heaven is they are born again. Yes. And it's right there in the scripture when Jesus did the water baptism. John the Baptist says, The, the one who is coming after me is true and not worthy to untie. I baptize with water, but he's baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. I say, So who is greater than who? <laughs> so what do you need to make it to be born again? It's Holy Ghost you need. But water, that water now points to another thing. Yes. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Yes. By the washing of water by the word. Yeah. That's not the water. So in the spirit, the water means word, flowing word. Yeah. That's why it's called water. As water flows, yeah. it's called revelation word. Yes. Yes. Revelation word. Yes. This is what I said to you. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel For it is the power of God unto salvation To the Jew first Also to the Greek For daring is the righteousness of God Revealed from faith to faith Revealed is flowing The gospel of Christ is a preaching that flows The words that speak unto you They are spirit and they are life It's a flow, it's living So the word, when they say water They want to make it clear That it is the living word Not the letter that kill it Jesus knew understands that there's a letter that kill it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God needs to raise this is the reason why preachers are important. When Paul was writing about letter kill it, but the spirit gave it like before, he says that he has made us ministers, able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter. For the letter kill it, but the spirit give it life. Romans 10 was talking about say how can they be saved if they have not heard how can they hear if there is no preacher and how can they be a preacher if it's not sent mm-hmm. meaning god raises preachers with living word to bless saints god is the other let me just tell you the truth i will not like to use the other it's the way god did it holy ghost will raise preachers with living word how to connect scripture with scripture spiritual things with spiritual things should i give you an example for example say we are, let's say, we want to say we want to mechanically do the study of the book of Hebrews. Hmm. 
And then as we are doing the mechanical study, we encountered Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 without going to John chapter 14 to figure out what that eternal spirit does. Mm -hmm. All all, all of us live here thinking of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. That, oh, blood of Jesus, we need to be playing the blood blood of Jesus, so the blood of Christ, so our our conscience and be plot, so we need to be praying more. So just be praying and be praying until the conscience is purged. What What have I just done to you? I've killed you. Because now you think that you think the wrong way. You think it's true prayer that your conscience will be purged. But not by not true preaching. That's how the letter kills. The letter gives not the right. You have to compare spiritual things with it's a flow. The way the, the writer of this scripture, Holy Ghost, he still owns the thing. So except you the other minister is ministering by that Holy Ghost, that minister will be a killer. You'll be killing. But now, let me now add a caveat to that. It is still better for a minister who is preaching letter than not hearing letter at all. <laughs> because when you're not hearing letter at all, you're already dead and in the grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, the minister just is he, still killing you. You are still in the grave, but you are in the grave with a knowledge of God in your head. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you are with a grave. You are in the grave with some spices. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know how the, in Egypt they used to mummify people in the grave. So it's different from. So the Egyptians that they mummify, they are in the grave. Oh, they are, but they are intact. So if Jesus wants to now give that person life, the person has some knowledge inside that they cannot use as the keyboard to play the song to now bring life back into life. So it's still better than the person who has not won't hear the tattoo. Am I communicating? But that the letter killed. I'm, I'm not lying to you. The letter killed. The, what does what does letter? The letter gives you a false interpretation of scripture, a false understanding of God that will make you believe that you are knowing God, whereas you have not even said knowing God. That's why it kills. So you you believe you are knowing God, but you are not. You haven't known Him. And so in you, if somebody comes to you, say for example, I come to you and say, Oh, this is what the blood of Jesus means. If you want to, this boy must blasphemy. Blood of Christ. We plead the blood. Why are you, why are you forcing this thing? Why are you forcing blood of Jesus? <laughs> That's what the person would think. Why? Because letter has killed him. Yes. Amen. Amen. Say, why are you forcing the scripture? I didn't force anything. It's the same spirit we are talking about. God doesn't have two spirits. So whenever they say eternal spirit, they say spirit of truth, they say spirit of life, it's the same spirit. Amen. And what he administers is truth. And truth is life. And where is truth? The truth is in Jesus, the Bible says. (laughs) And the life of a being is in his blood. So it's the same thing. But you have to connect spiritual things with spiritual things for you to come alive. That's the way. That's the way it's done. For it to what? Come alive. For it to what? Come alive. I'm not saying that we are perfect or people who minister revelation are perfect. Amen. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that you need, it's better to be picking life than to settle for death. Amen. It's better to be picking life than to what? Settle for death. And who is life? Christ. So that's the gauge. When the revelation is of Christ then it's correct then it's accurate when the revelation is of who because it's the gospel of who revealed from where faith to faith so it's a christ preaching it's a christ ministration 
a ministration that points you to Christ. Are you with me? A revelation that points you to Christ, that builds Christ in you. From Christ to Christ is from faith to faith. (laughs) Amen. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it means that from hearing to hearing to hearing to hearing. That's from faith to faith. And the word of God is Christ. So Christ is faith. So when they say from faith to faith, they mean from Christ to Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. From Christ to Christ. Because there are many things in Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Christ is vast. Uh, the, The Bible refers to Christ as many waters. Yes. He's the Almighty. All things were made by Him, and for Him all things were in the voice of speech, like the voice of a tumult, like the voice of many waters. That's Christ. Christ is the heart of God. He's the chest of God. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what God speaks, what the Father speaks, is Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So we need to be drinking water. As God taught me, well, one day I was praying our life meeting prayers. We pray Mondays and Fridays, right? Uh, some of us know, some of us don't know, because we have a group for prayers. Um, those, I think it was last year, I was praying, I was praying, and I was praying. I was praying, I was just praying in the Spirit, and God was saying to me, many waters, many, 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 many waters, many of my many mites. Then now I say many mites, many mites, many mites, my many mites. <laughs> Do you know what I was now saying? I was now seeing many waters and many mites. Then what they call Almighty is all the many mites. The conglomerate of all the many mites is called Almighty. They use this terminology. All things were made by Him, and for all th- for Him were all things made. Who was that? The Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Since all things were made by Him, and for Him were all things made. Whenever this Bible is referring to all, all our inheritance is Christ. Not so. If you read Re- Revelation, let's see Revelation. Revelation chapter twenty-one. Quickly, I just want to show you that inheritance is Christ. It's all things. Amen. Are we blessed in the house this morning? Hmm? Who is there? 21. Who knows where I'm going? I think verse 7. Just that's that verse. Verse, let's see, verse 6 and 7 is there. Freely. So what what it connected? Those things connect. Who is he that overcometh? He that goes for all the water that I'm giving freely. Because to go for all the water I'm giving freely, there's there's an enemy between you and those waters. Because it's free. Have you ever wondered? It's free, but why am I not going for all of it? Somebody has lied to me. I have some other waters that makes me feel full. Where I'm, I'm not full yet. My vessel is, is partly full with some other waters that is not that is not that is not what? That is not the waters of life. Amen. 
So sometimes, you know, sometimes we get constipated with this word. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why? Because we are fat somewhere with some other waters. That we've been, I've tried, we have tried now. We know, I know, I know where it's even going. I know it's going to John chapter 14. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So we have waters of Christ. We haven't received all the water. So to, you have to overcome to go for all the waters. And you that overcome, what shall he receive? All things, meaning many waters, many mites, all mighty, all things. Those things are, they correlate. Those are Christ's. And that is your inheritance in God. Are we blessed in the house? Oh my God. I'll just show you one. I don't like, I don't want to be pushing to the revelation. I just want just one more scripture. Just one more. Revelation chapter 15. We'll see this, uh, this set of overcomers again. We'll see this set of overcomers. And I'll just leave it there. Amen. I just want to paint this image again of this set of overcomers again. Revelation chapter 15 from verse 2. Are we there? Revelation chapter 15 verse 2. Hello, sir. Revelation 15 verse 2. Verse 2. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. Sea of glass. And, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the house of God. They stood on the sea of glass having the house of God. What's sea of glass? That's waters. Waters. The Bible calls it in Revelation 22 pure river of water, clear. It's clear as crystal. That's sea of glass. So some men overcame. They stood on that sea having the harps. You see what they inherited? The harps of God, the song of God, the melody of God. That's eternal life. They inherited eternal life. Because what is it? What is who is God? God is joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oil of gladness. For he loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, whom God thy God had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellow. Is it why music is very powerful too? Also for both right God good side and, and evil. See the music today. It makes your it makes there's something it does to your soul. Melody is a harp, is a joy. So music and joy they are related. Melody and joy they are related. Am I complicated? So God has a joy. God has a music. God has a song that you, you that if He gives you that song, you is is an oil of gladness. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. It's a, it's a gladness song. Is an, an eternal life song. Let's leave that point for there. Amen. But what am I saying? That you can, there's an inheritance that you are going for. Amen. And who is that inheritance? Christ. Am I communicating? Are you hearing me? Who is that inheritance? Christ. Many waters. Many waters. Christ. Amen. Water of life. And who, how is it given? Free. No cost. Zero cost, no cost. But then there's a cost though. The cost, the person who put the cost is not God, it's the enemy. But the enemy puts himself between you and the waters. I say you have to overcome the enemy to come to the waters. And actually, how the enemy puts himself between you and the waters. Amen. 
how the enemy puts himself between you and the waters is not by standing in front of you. Right, Effie? Polakami is not by standing in front of you, Ginny. How did he put the how did he put the, the, the demarcation between you and the waters? Let me tell you how he did it. He did it by forming you, designing you to be as against you are you are your, your own stumbling block to inheriting all things. That's how I said. The guys it's not that you now know why it's called full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. What kind of wisdom is that? Man, I haven't seen that kind of dangerous wisdom before. In fact, I watched, you know, uh, ah, let me just uh, this movie I watched that is almost the same as the as the actor in the movie. I said, This is Satan! I said, This is Satan! God! Uh, so there's this movie, G.I. Joe. I don't know if I'm watching. What is it? So in G.I. Joe, there are, you know, there are some, this thing that they have, eh? they are ninjas. I said, Hey, baby! <laughs> I've seen the same thing. <laughs> In this ninja, so there was this uh, the story. Now, so there's this really bad guy ninja in the beginning of the movie. All the part, this ninja, he went to go and free somebody from a jail that is not. It doesn't make sense to free somebody from that jail. And he came as though he was. He came to surrender himself like a prisoner. But the guy's a ninja, so they were laughing at him. Right? <laughs> you don't know that they now they now took him through a tour of the prison to let him know that there's no way he can escape. <laughs> but the guy's a ninja. The guy broke through, they put him in this thing. How they how they put them in prison that they put them in this, but they freeze them to keep them alive. They are partially alive, partially awake, but they, they are in a state that they can't move. But the guy's a ninja. <laughs> the guy has his way. Bad guy! The guy broke out of the thing, broke the bad guy out. The guy terrible ninja. But then after a while, some good ninjas came to capture him. After they, they were able to find him, then many of them fought and they captured him. Then after a while, they now taught him his story. Kai. The guy was actually one of them before, as a small baby. He was one of the good ninjas before, where they were fighting and this thing. And then they had a master who was teaching them. Then one of the bad guys that he now works with now is a master disguiser. Master disguiser. So this guy now disguised himself, came into the DC, now killed the, the, the leader, killed almost all of them, some of them escaped, then took the boy away, and now raised him up as his own, and raised him up to be an enemy of this, the home that he came from. So he was now fighting his own people. I say, Satan, God created us, Satan now built us up. To be by nature enemies of God, the home that we came from. That some of us are now fighting for Satan. Many men on this earth, when they say guard your head, heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. There are many men who are guarding their hearts with all diligence for darkness. <laughs> Satan taught them guard this life that if anybody comes to f- come against your life, fight the person. That's what the enemy taught us. Amen. Now, why, excuse me, stay with me, guys. Why, why do you think that there's no neutral? Why do you think that randomly a mathematics professor who will be teaching mathematics, but every now and again he knows how to trace shoes against God? What, did, what concerns you are mathematics and God now? Why must you show? I, I, I don't know, most of you have been in school now, you, you know them. Randomly, they, every, they also like to throw shades. What concerns you and leave God alone and teach him mathematics and be going? <laughs> 
Many I was wondering. Chemistry teacher. Biology teacher. It means that Satan God Satan made sure that somewhere. Somewhere that anybody who is an unbeliever is not neutral ground. Somewhere you are hating God. Yes. And I even not even climate climate change scientists fighting for climate change and the good earth. Just fight your climate change and the good earth. Why does God? The God was it the one that caused the climate change? And then themselves, they ask, they ask them, they say it's man, man, they call it man-made climate change. So what does God have to do with the thing? But they find a way to shade God inside. Connected to God. Say it's religion, this thing that, that build this on. And you have noticed history class. Just teach me history. Oh. Teach me history. But the history was emphasized on the crusades. Yes. <laughs> they were emphasized on the Spanish Inquisition. How the Catholic priests were yes. killing those people who were reading other books. Why was there? What concern? Just, what? Just teach Protestants. <laughs> teach history. Is that the only history? <laughs> huh? Why did you teach me about Babylon? Because it's an evil history. Why? Why must you always be throwing? It means that Satan designed it that there's no way you can just be neutral. There's no neutral ground. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. There's no neutral ground. But God has granted us grace that they can be talking their things and things just passing here. And as soon as it's passing here, it's passing here. I learned that. <laughs> Amen. Because I know who I'm with. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Stay with me. Are you saying, are you blessed in the house today? Yes, are you saying the enemy is wicked? The enemy is wicked. He designed you as against your salvation. He designed your soul as again, and that is why is for soul salvation. Spirit, God designed it that spirit salvation is easy. That you can be an enemy of God in your soul, yet you can be singing, "I am a friend of God." <laughs> I am a friend. <laughs> but really, not that you are direct, purposely an enemy of God. Your your carnal mind is enmity with God. Yes. Amen. You cannot be with God. By nature, you're an enemy of God. But God will take it. God will just endure it and just take your spirit. If God can just save your spirit, God just realize that, okay, it's better I just save their spirit. Amen. Than not save them at all. Than lose them fully. But if you love God, if you begin to love God, then give Him your soul too. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Where do your thoughts reside? In your soul. Now, uh, I'll ask you, for like, do you control your thoughts? Do you sometimes you just have you wake up when one thought will just come? You, you where did this thing come from? I not plan it. The thing just came. So sometimes you know that sometimes you can have a thought that will just hold you down for half a day. Just be depressed. Yeah. It's not that you went to go and reset your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> eh? So what what does it mean? It means that there are spirits who bring thoughts that is out of your control. It's out of your control. Thought life is out of your control. Amen. But the only way to control it is to bring God's word to inform new thoughts. Am I communicating? Praise the name of the Lord. To bring God's word to what? Inform new thoughts. Am I communicating somebody? So if that thought life is a place that you see there are spirits who govern that realm, they are warring to bring you thoughts every day. So you two, you have to try and war to make sure that the foundation of the Lord is standing sure. Christ is standing sure in you so that new thoughts, God, godly thoughts can also be coming to you. Amen. Amen. 
Praise the name of the Lord. So warfare happens in soul. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Somebody singing or something. <laughs> warfare happens in what? In soul. Amen. Warfare happens in where? In soul. Now we are now moving from conscience to soul. Now we are moving for what? Now remember conscience. Oh, really? Okay, let him come. Have you told him to come? Oh, really? Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Praise God. So, conscience. Purging the conscience. How does that happen again? Let's recap that. How does that happen again? Levon, how are you? You're welcome. So, let's recap that. Purging the conscience. Purging the conscience. What did I say? What's the summary of purging the conscience? Hebrews, well, in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Yeah. Huh? What's the summary? Ginny, help me. Give me the summary. What's the summary of purging the conscience? Yes. Which is administered through the spirit. Through the spirit. Yeah. And the blood, life of the things in his blood. Uh-huh. And also that spirit um related it to also looking at another name for the spirit, which is the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. So that that life is truth. Is truth. And it comes through the spirit of God. So the spirit of life in, in Christ in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. The blood of Jesus, which which is the life. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> right, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter, right, Hebrews chapter nine, verse fourteen. We're we're talking about, and I've spoken to Lebon already, so I've I've talked to him about spirit, soul, and body. Aha! Uh-huh. So the conscience is a the conscience is connected with your spirit man. So Hebrews chapter nine, fourteen is talking about purging the conscience unto good works. It's talking about purging the conscience unto good works. And how that conscience is purged is also through truth, through the word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. That is in the blood mm-hmm. of Christ. The life of a being that is in the blood. True truth, through the word that is in the blood. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is where God begins. So let me tell you actually, let me tell you the truth. Um, this work of purging the conscience be- begins in church. Yes. Putting the conscience from dead works. What are they putting the conscience from? From dead works. That's what it says. We're putting the conscience from dead works. Now let's see Ephesians chapter 2. Let's see what those dead works are. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9.
two. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight and nine. Uh, are we there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my grace, you are saved through faith, and that, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, God. Uh huh. not of works, lest any man should like any, boast. Now, asking, not of works, lest any, this thing is, they have to put this thing in the Bible, because look at verse 10, is now talking about another work. It's not that they're trying to confuse us. They had to, I will explain, they had to put it in the Bible. Verse 9 says, not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 10 now says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Are we there? Unto what? Good works. So this issue of works is a serious business. Because you are created for good works, but you can easily mix up old works and be doing them thinking you are doing good works. So that's why they have to purge your conscience from what? From dead works. That's Hebrews 9.14. Yeah. Now, what are these dead works? Amen. How many of us know that this, before we got born again, many of us were doing some good things. We had some good deeds. Amen. That we can even carry over into church, into being born again. Am I communicating? For example, many of us, maybe when we were living with our parents or whatever, we are at work or whatever, we are, we are charitable. Yes. In fact, we used to, so I know back in one of my workplaces, they used, to, they used to give us one day a month to go and volunteer for causes. So I volunteer with Hope Mission. Do you get me? I volunteer. Then I was born again then. So I already I connected it with evangelism and said, that's the volunteer. <laughs> use me stuff. But many people, so, they're all, so the people who are working with who were unbelievers, who were volunteering. Do you get me? And it's a good thing. Is that not a good work? Yes. It's an excellent work. But now that you are born again, somebody can now say that, you can now use that as a boast, that I'm already a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I'm already a good person. That's, that's, that's the challenge, mm-hmm. that I am already a good person. And if you, are, if you feel you're already a good person, then you block the door for Christ to come and teach you his own works. Mm-hmm. Now, later on, last week, last evangelism we did, we still went to Hope Mission. Yeah. But this time we went differently. Do you get me? We actually went. Then when I was volunteering, we would go and just serve food, cook and serve food and go. But this time, when we go and give them things, I have to let them know. Look. <laughs> there is a tree. <laughs> 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 they, and they just come in here. <laughs> There's a Jesus I'm bringing to you. Yeah. I'm bringing the love of Christ to you. And it has to be made known. Yeah. Do you know, there's a, there's a place called Mustard Seed. There used to be a church that they used yeah. to serve soup, soup kitchen, soup to those who are homeless. And then they would do prayers. But now they took the prayers out. They just serve the soup and yeah. people are going. So now such people, they are wasting works. Mm-hmm. It's not just to serve soup and be going. The city, government already knows how to serve soup mm-hmm. and serve food. Mm-hmm. They're already offering that service. Yes. So we who are offering the service, we're offering it with a caveat. That we are representing somebody, not the government of Alberta now. Yes. We are representing a government called God. Yes. And you need to know that. Yes. Yes. Excuse me, when government of Alberta is serving the food, when, the, when they come with their boss that says government of Alberta, yes. they come with their, they wear their jacket that says government of Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So these are some of the things that needs to be corrected when you got born again. So the first thing, to, sometimes when you get born again, the first thing that man needs to do is to settle down and come and learn what Christ is saying. 
then Christ will now begin to inform new works. The works are new. And sometimes, maybe Christ will even tell you to go and do the same works you were doing. Amen? But now you are doing it with a different disposition of heart. Amen? You are doing it with a different disposition of heart. That's what he was talking about, purging the conscience. This thing is foundational. If you get this foundation well, later on, when you have now known Christ and known the will of God concerning you, you won't have challenge. Many of the times, some dead works are still in us that limit our ability to give to to to, to obey God fully, yes. accurately. What does what does work do? Whenever you go to work, Jeannie, when you, after you come to work, are you not tired? Mm? So it means that every work uh, takes the energy of your soul. So now, if all the energy of your soul is going on to dead works, would you have space for good works? That's the child. That's why God is after is after dead works. Amen. And the only way they purge dead works is through preaching. Mm-hmm. By the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. As the Bible has said. Yeah. Preaching by the spirit of truth. To teach you what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That's Romans chapter 12. Yes. Renewing the mind. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord, somebody. Uh, is everyone getting me? Jeannie, you have a question. Go ahead. So, like, I wanted to ask you one of you, but I didn't know how to. So, this verse that we are reading, right? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offer himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So, when, in this context of cleansing your conscience from dead works, is this, um, is this the, uh, how do I explain? Sorry. Is this the because the blood of Christ, right, is is the life of Christ, right? But is this in this regard of of before you? Oh God! Jimmy. Okay, just give us a minute. Okay. Wow. First of all, is the question of your conscience like? Does it finish before you 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 start learning the doctrine of Christ? Because um, you still keep on the spirit of okay. Christ. Okay. Mm, yes. Mm. Yes. So is yes. Only, is this part mm. only talking the conscience in the context of mm. cleansing your conscience before you start? Like because the way I'm understanding it is before you start that soul learning, right? But the blood okay. of Christ is still working. Femi, I think if you get it, you can yeah, answer. It's very simple. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. So, so the, the beginning. Of that purging of the conscience mm-hmm. is when you get born again and you start learning the milk of the word. Mm-hmm. Even the revelation of the fact that your spirit man is saved mm-hmm. and that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus actually gives you a, a form of purging somewhere. Yes. Because now you are not by your own righteousness, mm-hmm. which is your own dead works in the first place. Now you are now realizing that Jesus is your righteousness mm-hmm. and you are not seeking any righteousness outside of Christ. You understand? Mm-hmm. That deals with a, a conscience issue somewhere. Yes, okay. So you are not trying to walk. To be righteous, mm-hmm. you realize that Christ has given you a certain type of righteousness mm-hmm. which needs to be revealed to you. Yes, you need to understand. Yes, yes. you understand. So, that question of conscience starts from the day you got born again, you start learning even the milk of the word, mm-hmm. the simple teaching of Jesus yes. Christ in the name of Jesus, believing in the name of Jesus. It starts putting mm-hmm. your conscience there. Now, there's a second which is in the mid level, too, mm-hmm. where at the point of so it's not that the day you start, once you finish the milk of the word, your 
Yes, no, yes, yes. There are higher veils. There are higher veils. There are higher darknesses in you that are still plaguing your conscience. conscience. So when the doctrine of Christ now comes, it now starts attacking those veils that are higher than what the world Yes, yes, perfect. Go ahead, Lover. So, for my understanding, it's um, the the more you feed off the word, um, there's not that destination that you're you're trying to get. It's that. When, when you're eating the word, it's taking off slowly by slowly. Yeah. This is after you're saved. Yes. That darkness is fading off. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, in my head, I was thinking about, okay, is there a destination where you reach and then you're like, I'm here. You know what I mean? That's in that's, y- Yes, but that that's far. That's okay. Is it, is it, there's a, there's an end of the fate. Yeah. Remember, there's an end of the. So there's an end of the learning of the purging. Uh-huh. But that is, there are a lot of things that need to be purged. There are a lot of things that need to be said to you. Mm-hmm. Amen. There are a lot of things that need to be preached. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, it's an ongoing thing. It's not that you finish one and start. You can be, the, the purging of the conscience will be leading into the soul mm-hmm. and the thing just continues and it continues like that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Are we in the house today? Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Are we ready? Yes. Are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, 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 they are concerned. (laughs) (laughs) We just, we just started now. (laughs) We are just talking about the fighting conscience. That's the beginning. Well, it's a foundation. So it's good that we have spent all this time on, on it. Yes. And eleven, we've been speaking about it for some time now. So, if you have any questions as I go forward, just just ask. So, we've been talking about the conscience because, uh, well, you know, I, I told you about the spirit, the soul, the body. Mm-hmm. Now, the conscience is connected with your spirit, man. So that's the first part of you. After you get born again, you begin to try and relate with. That's when you start feeling that guilty conscience, that do not do this, that feeling of mm-hmm. that's conscience. Mm-hmm. It's too important. Mm-hmm. And but the teachings continue. What God is after, I was saying, was dominion mm-hmm. in your soul. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Can I continue? Yeah. Oh, glory to God. Yeah. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. This one he says and I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice this is the last one to present mm-hmm. he's not with spirit conscience there is heart there is mind then the last one is what is body the last one is body body comes after mind has been renewed yes. amen yeah. we will see it in the scripture Amen. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the unto God, which is your reasonable. It's not talking about do not do this, not do that now. It's talking about will. Mm-hmm. Meaning separated unto God, mm-hmm. which is your reasonable service. Yes. A time can come where your body, because your whole soul is saved. King has dominion in your soul. 
Then what happens? Your body, you can now submit the body to the one who now has dominion inside your soul. As the last one. Amen. Is it you can submit it? Amen. But let's not. We're not. We may not get there in today's teaching. Amen. But where I want to, I want to now move on to is the mind, heart, and mind. So soul dimension of salvation. Amen. We've talked about your spirit, which is one with your conscience. So we've handled spirit conscience. Uh, now we want to talk about your heart. Amen. And then what your your mind. Baby, you okay? You okay? Your heart and your mind. You never know. Baby can just be doing some. <laughs> so, baby can just be doing some Jackie Chan. Amen. Hallelujah. It says verse 2 now. And be be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of what? Of your mind. Kai. Mind, mind, mind. Mind is tough. Amen. Mind is what? Mind is tough. Our minds are tough. I don't like to. Our mind. In fact, before God even, even dares to go after your mind, He will first try and woo your heart. <laughs> because the heart can influence the mind. Mind is a tough boy. Our minds are ruffians. Our minds are our minds are street boys. Our minds are thugs. Our minds is some people. You know, many of us have made up my mind. That's like a thug. <laughs> and what made you make up your mind when it's not God that has made it up for you? You know, all of us are like that. Many of, we're all like that. There's something about our mind. Our minds are tough. Our minds are tough. Our minds are stubborn. Our minds are persistent. By nature, our minds are like that. And our minds are enemies of God. God is loving. God wants to be, God saves us tip bit by tip bit. Line upon line, precept upon precept. May, may we allow God fully. It's not easy. May we allow God fully. Do you know your heart can even allow God? Your conscience can allow God, but your mind will not allow Him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mind is tough. Mind can be set in His ways. Mind can be used to certain things. That I cannot let to let go of. Can I continue? Yes. Let's see Romans chapter 8. We're going to compare scripture with scripture here. I want to settle on the mind for the rest of this teaching. Amen. Amen. Let's read from verse 1 to 7. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So pause. For those who are so so to uh, is not there's therefore now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. We know we quote that and just put full stop, there's a comma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it means that without the full verse, there's condemnation. No? I know, to, I know just say the truth. That's what the Bible is saying. For them who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, that's where there's no condemnation. 
It means that there's no accuse there's no accusation against you anymore when you're walking by the Spirit. But to walk by the Spirit, you must first be in Christ Jesus. You see, so all those two things are always there. Bible is too complete. If they just say for if they just said it this way, there's definitely no condemnation for those who walk not after the first, but after the spirit. It's not it's not yet accurate because you can't walk out of the spirit if you are not born again. So they say who are in Christ Jesus first, then who walk. So after you are in Christ Jesus, you now begin to decide to walk not after the flesh, but after what? After the spirit. Then the Bible now says in the spirit you are justified. There's no condemnation. Continue. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. Are you saying are you saying mind? They began to talk about mind. They are introducing mind. You mind. Mind means conscious, it's a conscious thing. You know when you mind something? Not so. You consciously mind it. Continue. Minding the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Hey. To be spiritually minded. Is life and peace hmm. because the carnal mind is enmity against it is not subject to the law of God, neither, neither indeed it can be. What does it mean, subject to the law of God? It doesn't bring itself in obedience hmm. to what, what God what is saying to the law of God. And the thing is that you can be liking God on your heart, you can like God in your conscience. But your mind can be enemy. And this thing is a is a process, yeah. Uh, so again, so some of us, the way we are seeing it, we are like, hi, I still have, I still need help. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still need help. Yes, but you know, it's a process. That's why. Do you know what they call God? Jehovah, the man of. That war is not with flogging nation, flogging your enemies. No, the war is your mind. Jehovah, if, if, and we should be praying, oh, that please, I want to pray to God. I say, God, war with me. Wear your armor and come and fight this battle. Because me, I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. My mind. So you can see that sometimes, over time, processes, God can war with your mind in a certain aspect. You submit that one to the law of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, but there's another way, there's another, there's another aspect to your life that you don't want to give. And me, me, I'm using myself as an example. I'm a, I'm a good negotiator. Sometimes I can see where God is coming after me. Then I'll now quickly submit one aspect of my life with the intention I want to protect the other one. <laughs> well, I say, don't touch this one, but I give you this one. Amen. Let's negotiate. Amen. We are wise. You know, there's someone, and it's not God that gave us that wisdom. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you. <laughs> we negotiate. We do it all the time. Amen. Yeah. I always say, some of us, somebody here, sometimes maybe we do a program, and some people, have, maybe they are not fully there with us, so they will now negotiate that, okay, I will come on day three, but I won't come on day two. So that they will know that I'm there. 
Amen. We are like that. So sometimes we there are many things in our soul that sometimes in our mind, soul, mind is part of soul. Amen. That some of it will submit one, but we don't submit the other. In fact, let me tell you most times what happens. I'm saying by myself an example. Most times, as we are submitting the one, we are becoming stronger and not submitting the other one. Oh, I don't know if anybody can relate. As we are saying, okay, God, okay, I'm, okay, I know this is the way to go. I have agreed with you on this one. But you are agreeing. You are increasing the defenses for the other part. In case, the, in case it comes for that one. So you have to know him. It's like, as we are giving it now, you are telling him, don't try. Don't try coming back for this. Don't touch the other side of me, of my mind. Kai. <laughs> We are like that. So it's a talk of war all the time. You know, many people have told me that, oh, that they, they are afraid they are afraid of this war. This is where we teach about Christ and Christ's dominion. They are afraid of it because they know that somewhere that God wants to take everything. Mm-hmm. So they without shy away. I said, no, now. So I don't have to teach them. I know, okay. I don't have to, you know, we don't have to teach acceptable dimension. I say, no, God will just do it one by one. He will just come for one. Sometimes, if you're not willing, He will go as far as you are ready to go. So don't, don't, as because of that, say you are not doing it. Just come and receive the little that you can receive. Uh, God will take you as far as you are ready to go. Although, if God, if you really love God, or God really loves you to that dimension, uh, God can war with you till the end. Mm-hmm. And may God war with us till the end. Yeah. Because we are strong. Yeah. Our minds are strong. Yes. All of us. We are strong minds. And the moment you have a mind that God did not inform, it's called canal. Because somebody else informed it if it was not yes. God. It was this world. Yes. It was what you saw that informed it. Not so everything that you want that maybe you know you want God not to come against. Where did you where did you get the image from? Let's say you want a Mercedes S class. Where did the where's the S class? You saw it somewhere, not so. Yeah. Or you want a certain kind of house. You saw the house somewhere that you now image. Or you want a certain kind of career. It's because you have seen maybe a doctor, you have seen them with when you've gone to the hospital. And you've seen them with their coats and with their stethoscope. Not so? Mm-hmm. So because the thing, the image is there, it has formed the carnal mind. Mm-hmm. That we have decided without consulting God, I want to be this. Mm. No matter what it is, no matter how good it appears. Some of us, a carnal mind can even be, I want to be, I want to be G.O. <laughs> Do you know it can be a carnal mind? <laughs> Did God send you? <laughs> The God call you say you should be general overseer. God may have just called you. Just be, just be assistant pastor. Be a deacon. Just be helping this work, this ministry, or doing something here, or doing something there. And but mind, you have seen how Geo is. <laughs> you have seen how our bishops are. How reverend, reverend, how reverend. Hey, the thing has entered your head. So even ministry can become a carnal mind. Yes. Anything that God did not inform can become a canal mind because you got it from somewhere else. And where did you get it from? This world. And as long as you got it from this world, it forms the canal mind. And I always just thought, just there for some people that the enemy knows sometimes he can tell God's destiny in your life. And you now quickly come and design your mind, your canal mind, as directly against God's destiny for your life. So all of a sudden, the things you start bringing around you. Hmm? 
are things that speak against. This thing, I, I, from the moment I started this work, I knew I saw it. You know, the way I started life meetings, before I started life meetings, my Saturday was like, I was every time on Saturday, I was looking for what to do with my life. So free, nothing, there's no, no schedule, nothing. All of a sudden, I started with me, life meeting Saturday. Schedule demand here. This one, people come want this. They want the thing that just became so tight. So I was like, hey, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> After a while, I began to know that I had an interview. That this is real. I really entered with serious business. Amen. Enmity. Enmity. Enmity means it's against what God wants. That's what enmity means. So if God wants you to be A, a carnal mind, you already decided to be B by yourself because God did not tell you now. If God did not tell you something, then it means that you decided it by yourself. And let me tell you the truth if you decided something by yourself, the ch- you must have gotten it from somewhere. And as long as you got it from somewhere, it means that it was not God's will. And then we can see it so strong. We can see the glory of the flower of the earth. See it so strong that it has such a strong impression in our mind. That no matter what God says, say, God, don't come here. Don't, don't near this one. Don't come to this, this my darkness. Don't come to this my mind. This my direction. Because the impression of the lost, the impression of the glory is so, is so impressed in us. Some of us, it was our parents who did that to us. You know, some, some people, you know, when growing up, say, Hey, this is my child. <laughs> This is my child to be an engineer. You have a great destiny. <laughs> they will just say this one by the time you go to places. Always, and it's, I guess it's good, but the way they do it, come on. Sometimes I think it's too strong. There are many the boy, the poor boy is growing up. He already has the mind is already formed. That no matter what Holy Ghost will come and tell. <laughs> Holy Ghost will say, How about being a nurse? Just a little bit. How about being a nurse? Ah. Uh, uh, First of all, you think of what your father will say. All the investment he has already made. You get me. You think of all those things. So mind will be wrestling against it. All those things. Some of these things are not easy. Am I communicating? Mm-hmm. They're not easy. The carnal mind dimension is not easy. So it says renewing your mind. Being not conformed to this world. But renewing your mind. But we transform by the renewing of your mind. And you're able to test and approve. What is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? That's the law of God that he, Romans chapter 8 was talking about. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, can you give me another 30 minutes? I mean, just give me another 30 minutes. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. For to be carnally minded, verse 6, is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Because the carnal mind is what? Enmity. Enmity. With what? With God. God. I don't want to be an enemy of God, though. I don't even want one iota of myself to be an enemy of God. Honestly, I don't want it. But many times I can't help it. Yeah. Nobody, if you ask any Christian, Lebon, do you want to be an enemy of God? No. But many times we can't help it by virtue of how we are. How we are. What we have been exposed to, how we are. So you will now need help. And who is the help? Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm. You will not need help. Who is the help? To help you. To war with you. Christ is God's warrior. Mm-hmm. To war with you. War with you. They, 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 thank you, sir. 
They call him the power of God unto salvation. Are you seeing that say power? It can turn you towards salvation. That's Christ. He's God's warrior. So we need to hear Christ. <laughs> That's it. We need to be hearing Christ so that we can power can be engaged to turn us towards salvation. Because we can't save ourselves no more. There are things that are in us that are too strong. That my father slapping me or using cane against me will not do the job. Sometimes that cane will make me more stubborn. But I'll just in the presence of my father, I'll just behave myself. But the thing is there. Mm. <laughs> you get it? Because you're afraid of the cane, you're behaving yourself in the car in the house. But when you go to when they send me to boarding school. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> When they send me to boarding school, when they send me to school, <laughs> yeah. did I just see my story? <laughs> <Don't tell me. laughs> my father did not know what was going on. <laughs> they suspended me. In fact, they were quarter to expel me from school. <laughs> quarter, they almost. <laughs> they suspended me. I was boarding school. They sent me home. My father was angry because he did not know anything like this was happening. You know, <laughs> beat me black and blue. <laughs> blue and black. I'm black and blue back. <laughs> Whereas in the house, why did he not know? When I'm in the house, when I'm on holidays, what soccer with him? He will send me and go and buy newspaper. I'll go and buy the newspaper. You get me? Everything is arranged. You know, they can't even. You can't even guess. <laughs> That this boy is this boy is misbehaving. Mm. He can't even guess it. Kai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So that's how we, so so that's how you know that cane, all those things cannot do the job. Sometimes it will make you more stubborn. What can do the job is Christ. Everybody say Christ. Christ. Yes. He is the power of God, he's God's warrior. May Him come into our lives more. And may we allow Him in our lives more. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. We give God praise. For what purpose? Why Why the changing of mind is so that we can be subject to the law of God. So that we can obey God. You see, the end point is really back to obedience. The reason for Christ, for knowledge, is so that you can now go back, you can obey Last, last, let me just tell you the truth. Eh? The Bible says, For our names are written in the book of life, not so. Mm-hmm. It, it means that God has eternal destiny for you in that book. Yes. So every time you come to God and you ask God to help you, what would He do? If you open the book now, you will find your name and find what you are supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. But what is seen is <laughs> different from what you are supposed to be like. So you ask, okay, teach him more Christ. They now teach him more Christ. How the person will come back and say, well, we are taking back and teaching him more again. Just to give him more strength, more understanding, more knowledge, so he can God wants to be seeing what he's seen in the book of life. A time in the book of Revelation, some people came out finally that they were not conforming. God says Jesus was warning them. So I will not blot your name out of the book. Mm-hmm. You can actually blot your name out. Because the book is like, book means it's like, this, this book is about a person, about a person. Yeah. Who is he? Christ. About Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not only in the New Testament, it's also in the Old Testament too. It's in Genesis. Mm-hmm. 
Genesis chapter 49 was talking about him, Isaiah was talking about him, Proverbs was talking about him, Psalm was talking about him. You know? So the whole is a storybook, is a movie script about a man called Jesus Christ and all his affiliates, us, his fellows. And so we have roles to play as part of the body of him. So if we are now not meeting the standard, the world. And God will give us time. It's not like though He will not, He will not just know. He will give you time. But every time you come to God, He's always looking at that thing. <laughs> you get me? Imagine if let me just give an example. Imagine if many of us know some movies. Let's say Mission Impossible movie. The actor is Tom Cruise, and then there are people who are co who co act with him, who actually part of the good people and the bad people. Imagine if somebody who is one of the good people say, "I'm not this script. I don't like it." <laughs> <laughs> Change the script. I want to be. I want it to now be two co-actors. That at the end, you know, the end when the person who will get the babe at the end, it will not just only not only just be Tom Cruise. It will be me and Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you think the director will do? You can't you can't find somebody else because actually they don't want the director of that mission impossible to Tom Cruise. So you can't go and find somebody you can replace it. you can't find somebody else. The person who is not replaceable is ready has already died for our sins and resurrected Jesus Christ. So the will, there's something, there's a purpose, there's a conformity that God is looking for that none of us yet have met that thing, that standard yet. But God is helping us to meet that standard. Is when you meet that standard, then you are full in Him. means you have been perfected amen it means that you have been perfected not so how we started by the spirits of just men being made perfect it means that you have being is a continuous thing then it means that now you have been perfected and so this christian journey this christian journey is a journey up to perfection and perfection doesn't mean that i don't touch i don't hug i don't kiss i don't drink perfection means that what god has written concerning you before before the foundation of the world is when he looks at femi <laughs> there's no contradiction <laughs> uh, and don't think that it's only us he demands it from he demanded it from Jesus. Yes. Jesus said one day, Lo, I have come in the volume of the book. Jesus was not doing his own thing. Yeah. As the book was written of him, that's what he was doing. Yes. So when, if God is looking at the book and looking at Jesus, he, ah, my son, they do my help, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this concept that I just been written in my word, written in this book, I am seeing it live. I, I not see the pleasure of the that mm-hmm. I can bring. Mm-hmm. Imagine your dream. You have a script of the direction your life should go and it's playing out. You are seeing it play out as exactly as you determined it. See the kind of pleasure. That's how to please God to the uttermost. God has the dream. It's God who has the dream. He has the book. Amen. Amen. And Jesus was Jesus marched. He resurrected me rather to touch me. Don't touch me yet. You can, you can spoil it. I don't want it to be spoiled. Let me go and see my father. So my father can check me out. Look at the book. Oh my god. Oh wow. Ah come on, come on. Sit down and forever. It matched perfectly. Amen. And that's how, that's the reason for this work we are doing is for us to begin to journey to the place where we match perfectly. Mm. 
We know we're not there yet. Somewhere, whenever I just go, maybe in the spirit of fellowship, I just know that maybe there's still one more, there's still a little, there's still a little jink there, there's a little distance there that I still need to conform more. I still know sometimes, some of us, the reason for knowledge, some of us don't even know what the will is. We don't even know what the volume of the book says concerning us. <laughs> Amen! We don't even know what the volume of the book says concerning us. We read one of it today, Azar chapter 2. Do you know it's you they are talking of? Azar chapter 2, verse 2. He said, Let us go. Why are you here? What are you here for? Is it not to learn his ways? Mm-hmm. To... Let's go there. So they, they wrote about you in the Bible. You are in the Bible right there. That's just, just one of them. Azar chapter 2. Sorry, sir. Just what? So, which days? What days are we in? Uh huh. So, are you seeing this volume of the books? This is the same. These are some of the books that Jesus was reading. Continue, sir. Shall be exalted above all. No, no. Shall be established on top of on top of the mountains, mm-hmm. and it shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. All nations shall flow into okay. it. Okay. And many people shall go and say, "Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord." Of the Lord. Uh huh. He, the, to the house of the God of Jacob, uh-huh. and he shall teach us his ways. So that means the reason they were coming was for teaching. Yes. Are you seeing volume of the books? So that's why I say, you know, there's dimensions of the will, good, acceptable, perfect. So you're already obeying God by coming for teaching. Are you seeing that? Yes. You're already obeying. So you're already matching some things that God is seeing concerning you just by coming for, te- for, coming for teaching. You're matching volume of the books. Mm. As it is written of me in the volume of the books. They are there. It's you. Anybody who is obeying this thing is there. It's you they are talking about. Come. I will teach us his ways. And we will walk in his what? Paths. Are you seeing two? One is acceptable. One is perfect. Acceptable is for you to be taught. Perfect is for you to now take what you have been taught. The Lord. And now walk in it. Do it. By the time you walk and journey and journey. You will now get to the kingdom. Dominion of the king, and the king will look at you and look at the book. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is my son, in whom I'm well pleased. We will get there in Jesus' name. Are you with me, somebody? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to round up. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good. So we are journeying. We are journeying. We are journeying. And as that journey is happening, along that journey, there are warfares that happen. Warfares to deal with our carnal mind. Carnal nature, carnal mind. Which is, so by the time you get to God, you are no longer an enemy of God. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if anybody who gets to God, obviously you are no longer an enemy of God. But that means you can't get to God with carnal mind. Yeah. Because the carnal mind is an enemy with God. Yeah. Christians should hear this thing. Yeah. Let us not be joking with carnality. Yeah. You shouldn't be. If somebody couldn't glorify it, 
Do you get me? You know, some people glorify canal. They say, I don't be too, don't go too straight, I don't go too deep. Just, no, they don't say glorify. Don't glorify it. Don't glorify what is enmity with God. Mm? Yeah. It means that you'll be ashamed at his appearance. Yes. yes. Because in your mind, you are his enemy. Mm-hmm. Though you are born again. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't joke with this thing. So it means that coming to God, to coming to God, as you are coming to God, enmity must be dealt with. Yes. Because you won't be able to accept a level of every step you are taking, every, a level of enmity is being dealt with. Now, if you decide, okay, I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this enmity. Let me protect this my darkness and protect it. It means that you will not change. You won't move further. So some people can now become stagnant, even in their journey. They've moved a little bit. Their canal mind has been dealt with partially, but then they stagnated because they want, they are protecting the rest of the canalism. Mm. They love it so much. Yes. They are protecting the they let they have, they say God don't come here. They are giving you enough. So if you know, can climb Mount Zion and be at ease. Zion is for moving. Yes. It's not to not to be at ease. You need to be moving. You need to be moving. You need to be journeying to the top. Meaning you need to be learning Christ. Because Christ is the foundation of Zion. Yes. See, I lay in Zion. A cornerstone, chief cornerstone, not so. Yes. A tried stone, a precious, a precious cornerstone. So he's the cornerstone, but also he's also the capstone. That they call him the capstone. So Zion, the journey of Zion is the journey of learning Christ. It's from cornerstone to capstone. Mm. That is beginning faith to end of faith. Mm. <laughs> faith to faith. <laughs> yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Just so that we can begin to round up. Father well, Kim, you have a question. Go ahead. Yes. I'll take your question. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like it doesn't relate directly. That's fine. But then, okay, so it was here, six, verse six, for Isaiah, verse six, and the sacrifice, and then we just go more than one to a friend. And I feel like I don't really understand the concept of mercy. You don't really understand the concept of mercy in this in this context. So I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. The the concept is not a mercy of, as per showing mercy. It's, it's like a connotation of like the 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 will of God, the desire of God that is not being met. For example, let me put it to you this way: when you desire something that is not being met, it's almost as though you need mercy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we are made in God's image and likeness. God also has needs. Those needs is not to eat bread. (laughs) (laughs) God's needs, God's desire, let me pray that way. God's will is that you come to Him and you obey Him. So you so come to him means you, you begin to know him. He makes you come to him. And then the next one is that you obey him. When you stay with him. Amen. So in two places, in this place it says for desire mercy. And not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than bond offerings. So essentially to meet God's needs or to meet God's desire is to know God. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. Just like in the sense of me meeting your needs, someone can kind of call it mercy. Me are merciful. That, that, that kind of concept. Yes. Then in another place it now says also for obedience is better than sacrifice. And to hack him than the fat of rams. So there are two ways of meeting God's desire. Or God has two desires. That you know him, one, and then you obey him. That's the last one. 
praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel like you end here. Sure. I have one more question. Go ahead. <clears throat> now, as, as for the things that, for example, me, I learned before the word of Christ, the good things I learned from before the word of Christ, mm -hmm. does that still have to be left behind and then we learn the same new things mm -hmm. in, but in the word of Christ? Um, what I mean, do you understand what I mean? I understand what you mean. The I won't I won't I'll give you two answers. I'll give you the easy answer, mm -hmm. the this the soft answer, and I also give you the hard answer. Okay. okay? The easy answer is that you um you just transmit those things to the direction of Christ. You get me? And how you do that is just try and be knowing Christ more. Place more emphasis on knowing Christ. Okay. Yeah. Right than yeah. doing those things. Yeah. When you place more emphasis on knowing Christ, mm -hmm. then over time clarity will begin to come mm -hmm. on how to be more accurate in doing good things. Mm -hmm. Clarity will come. So place more emphasis on knowing Christ. That's and that answer is good enough. Yeah. I think just leave it like yeah, that. That's yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I leave that outside. I love. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Can we worship God a little bit? Just to close, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you adoration. Between the cherubim